Okay. <laughs> and hi, everyone. This is um, the Ignoramus's Guide to Surviving Humanity. And this is our first video slash podcast together. I'm Ileana Chan, and this is... Wei Chan. No relation. No relation. <laughs> Although I did think we were cousins for most of my childhood. Yeah, yeah. Um, so on this first podcast slash video, we have decided to discuss the new-ish trailer for Edge of the World, um, a historical, what would you call it, romance, adventure um, film about Sarawak? An abomination, really. <laughs> I mean, I haven't really, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen the trailer and it's just sort of, we know where this goes. Yes, we we decided to choose to do this uh, trailer for the for our first video because mm -hmm. we're both sort of from uh, Sarawak, mm -hmm. and um, uh, this podcast is called the Ignoramus's Guide to Surviving Humanity, and this sort of this trailer sort of showcases two huge areas of ignorance. One, the Western's view of the Western view of Sarawak or Southeast Asian countries in general, and the filmmakers, I think, are very much in that ignoramus view, I think, and also our own, well, my own ignorance, um, I won't speak for you, Wei, but I have a lot of ignorance about Sarawak history as well, so mm. we kind of wanted to explore both things. Yeah, yeah, same, I mean, I have not very much knowledge about Sarawak. I just did a bit of a crash course for this one. But I do have a lot of uh, experience watching Hollywood films about Asia. Um, <laughs> yes, and you're Asian. So, and I'm Asian, yeah, yeah. You um, get a lived so, experience exactly, of being Asian. <laughs> exactly, and I have a lived experience and I have a valid emotional reaction to this trailer. Yeah. Um, but before we play the trailer, actually, like, even you were saying, even the name of the film, Yes, edge exactly. Of the world. <laughs> Why is it edge of the world when Malaysia's on the equator? Really? <laughs> um, but that's so typical of colonial powers to be mm -hmm. like, they're the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Malaysia on the equator. Is on the edge, yeah. The edge the of the edge. world. The edge of the world, according to British people in 2021, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> but the thing that we're even gonna like explore is—is is this from British people? Like, mm. where is this movie coming from? Like, yeah. why? Mm. Why is it so offensive? And yet, in 2021, where does it come from? So, anyway, should we just watch the trailer and then? Let's watch it. Let's watch this train wreck. I can only hope to make some great discovery here that will bring credit to my family's name. They have it. Pirates. 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 Okay, based on a true story. Okay, well... <laughs> and pirates. <laughs> which true story? Yeah, and pirates. Yeah, okay. What do we think of that? <laughs> I mean, there's so many things. I actually think that the ironic thing about the beginning was that he he only mm -hmm. he wishes he could discover something to be a credit to his mm -hmm. family is actually maybe the most truthful thing in the trailer in that this whole thing was about his own sense of like uh, 
grandiose um he had sort of like a I think we did a little bit more research on him and he's kind of well known as being someone that was just like had a lot of delusions of grandeur about mm. like what he could discover you know and be like a great man in um British society because he's a very privileged guy is from a wealthy family so this is also like I mean the the person they're talking about Sir James Brooke basically Sir James Brooke is um basically the the the, the main character in this movie and he is someone from uh, a colonial dynasty which ruled um East Malaysia for a hundred or so years, a hundred-ish years or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, exactly. So that's our Raja Brook um, that is describing this exploration of the jungle. Um, and then, so in the trailer already, we've kind of got this weird thing of this guy, this white guy. Um, they're kind of dramatizing it by showing that he's quite tortured. He's, he's there to discover something, probably himself as yeah. well. That's what I'm getting from the trailer. He's it's super gonna be brooding as well. Yeah, like they're he's trying to get him. Super brooding, and he's played by Jonathan Rhys Meyers. Like, yeah, very. Like, super... They made him really good looking. Yeah, he's like full of angst, Jonathan Rhys. <laughs> so it's like, but ironically, like the reports or the writing about um, the original, the real Roger Brooke was he was more of like a. He was more like a, a Boris Johnson type of figure, kind of like a mm -hmm. foolish buffoon that was really into press and, and prestige and, and um, was a bit of an egomaniac, but was also just someone that failed upwards constantly. He's not really a tortured soul, more like a untortured, like... Buffoon. Yeah, that just caused destruction where he went. Like, that's at least um that's at least what we've sort of like discovered from some research around him mm -hmm. but uh let's see what what else this trailer is. <laughs> oh wait sorry did you also want to say did was anything else you wanted to say because the other thing was the thing the other thing that really is a pet peeve of mine is pirates like yeah british colonialism mm -hmm. natives who are just yep. trying to maybe protect their own um property or land or people as pirates uh which makes no sense so that's the other thing that they really slipped in there in the first minute first yeah he, yeah he had a real habit of um characterizing anyone who opposed him as, as a pirate and and he would report back to the UK and say that he was suppressing you know pirate rebellions uh, or pirate whatever this or that um so it was I mean a lot of the history has just been completely sort of written in favor of of him yep of England might I be allowed to go up river I mean, that's already another part, uh, so we could stop there, like when it's the trailer sort of suggests that he came on behalf of England, mm. which he didn't. <laughs> he didn't, no. He was so from, an, yeah, he was, he was born in, or brought up in India, it's like, obviously, like a high-born British person in colonial India, or whatever, he was extremely privileged, um, and he managed to get hold of a huge military boat 
or something like that just like by virtue of like him being um a privileged person just being rich basically he bought a naval boat and mm -hmm. the naval boats are sort of honorarily part of the navy but not mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. so he was really there for his own self-interests but it he was, was there, yeah. kind of he I guess the idea was that the, the the Sultan of Brunei also thought that he was there on behalf of the British yeah. Empire, but he wasn't. Yeah, which is why he why he basically managed to get so many like concessions from the Sultan of Brunei, isn't it? So just be, yes. like just because the Sultan of Brunei thought that he represented the UK and the UK had you know huge military and, and naval might in in in, in India and Asia. Um, like they would just back down on, on a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, actually, I think the, the real life history is actually is more fascinating. But um, let's continue. We're 30 seconds in. Let's see what else. We're just stopping at every scene because like literally, I'm just like <laughs> rolling my eyes at every single scene here. It's crazy. We are on a voyage of discovery, not conquest. Uh. Prince Makosa, you will line us your guns and bring them up river. Fire! These rebels are pirates. Rakosa lied to me. Stop! Okay, I have to stop it there. This is like, this is literally a white savior scene. Like, literally, like, one Asian person had a sword in the air and was going to chop another, like, uh, you know, poor Asian person, like a little, like, you know village women or something like that and they're all dirty and all of of course all the uh, english actors are just like extremely handsome people you know and they're, they're all well groomed and all of the asian actors are just like you know like just made to look like really regular people the lighting is of course all lit for the for the white actors here and you have jonathan reese mayers who's irish by the way like not english so um, he's forgotten his post. I, I don't. Past. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what feelings he's going to have about playing an English colonialist um, in such a favorable light. But I mean, it's money, right? Um, yeah, basically saving a village from from an evil Asian person. So yeah. I mean, yeah, every this is Avatar. This is Last of Mohicans. This is. Um, uh, Tokyo Drift, this is um, uh, the Wolverine, this is every Orientalist fantasy uh, ever. Yeah, and it, it's also, I think, this is a more superficial thing to say, but I just, I think it's hilarious that he, they are dressed in like jackets and like so many layers. Mm -hmm. They would be sweltering and like dripping with mm -hmm. sweat in this humid. And, but, but yet the way that it, you know, because he's in full regalia and then the little like, like mother and children, like in the villages, they were like half naked kind of uh, cowering, but actually they're just dressed more appropriately. <laughs> but it kind of looks like they're here to save them and the truth is in real life they're probably ready to pass out because of the humanity. yeah yeah <laughs> maybe yeah maybe in real life they were just like kind of a hot mess like on the floor like begging for water or something like that well actually the um that uh, podcast that i listened in we listened to and it was so great wasn't it yeah um, behind, behind the, the bastards the <laughs> yeah it was really hilarious. This sort of a take, 
a sort of an examination of that book, White Raja, mm. which you have, right? Which we I have. have that book. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like the only, unfortunately, it's the only book I know of. We will get more experts in, but that's the only book mm. I know of. But um, he basically said that uh, at some point, James Brooke decided to not wear shoes. And then his, mm. like, I think when he first arrived. Yeah. It, for some reason, he decided not to wear shoes, and then his feet got infected. So this is not the, re the reason was the reason he didn't he didn't want to wear shoes is that he wanted to tread on the land that would be his, or something like that. Oh wow! Something oh, wow. <laughs> something very uh, Rudyard Kipling. And interestingly, um, James Brooks uh, was a major like hero to Ru Rudyard Kipling, and um, kind of uh, in, like his character inspired or how he was portrayed basically inspired is it the man who would be king or something like that um, oh, yeah. and it's interesting that you talk about how he was a buffoon and kind of the Boris Johnson of colonialists because Boris Johnson loves um Rudyard Kipling like it's always right. putting him and shit like that so um, yeah and I mean I think there are definite parallels because it's like extreme mm. privilege Mm -hmm. um, that ability to fail upward, fail upward. Be kind yeah. of lazy in like mm -hmm. terms of school and, and mm -hmm. other things like that, but yet have a major success because of your privilege. And then also have this very savvy way of portraying yourself, like somehow getting away with it, mm -hmm. like somehow having great press, um, mm -hmm. being able to do the publicity of yourself. I mean, I, I find, yeah. that, you know, with Donald Trump and stuff, like they do have like, James Brooke was quite savvy in the way that mm. he manipulated different factions. So he wasn't yeah. a complete idiot or anything. I don't know. I didn't take that away from it actually. What I what like the like what I take away from it is that it's not necessarily like a way of me, you know, manipulating your own story or telling your own story that that they learn, but uh, or that they do consciously, but that the way they see the world is in itself manipulative and, and they always see themselves as, as, you know, to themselves, they, they downplay everything bad they do. And, and to themselves, they attribute every single success that they have not to um, their privilege, uh, sorry, not to their privilege, but to their individual skill when in fact, it's like completely the opposite. So of course, yeah, you're, so of course, if you see the world that way, the, the way that you're gonna report yourself is also gonna be favorable and, 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 and laundered. I mean, I guess that's a really good point. It's like, it's not so much that they're so intelligent in terms of manipulation. It's mm. just that because of the world we live in, which is a white um, supremacy type of world, mm. they can get away with that because people are more likely to believe them when they say, oh, like for example, James Brooks is basically saying, oh, I'm going to this jungle and I'm <laughs> yeah. saving these natives because I'm English. And the rest of the world immediately goes, oh, wow, you're doing a great thing. Versus yeah. if you had a different frame that was in a white supremacy or British empire mm. frame, um, it, you wouldn't think that way. You would question, I guess. And I, I mean, I also shouldn't, I feel like I shouldn't talk about British empire in terms of, they're almost worse than white supremacy, right? Because they're more, even mm -hmm. more specific there must be like it's a smaller group mm -hmm. <laughs> like white supremacy actually includes more people yeah than what we're talking about so but okay let's see what else uh, we can it's amazing we're only like 53 seconds into this and everything is making me groan 
Um, <laughs> I finally found a home. Ah, wait, sorry, can we just stop there? Sorry, that was just <laughs> one second. But this is another part that made me like just scream because like, of course, like the only other good looking person in the movie is going to be an Asian woman that he is going to save in some way. And of course she had her veil over her mouth in that way and was like flirting with her eyes, you know, like all mystical and like oriental and stuff. So they love a good trope. Yeah. And I'm also, I actually don't know who this person is historically. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a completely made up character. Or is it like the Sultan? We, we don't know. I don't think we know from this trailer. But no, like, yeah. Even, so the whole thing is weird because she's not a mm. native of Sarah. They mm. didn't have bales at that time, probably. Um, yeah. Wow. Should, should we also take this, this opportunity to in like, well, let, let's move on for a second. Like That's talk a about the romantic <laughs> aspect. Is there, is there another romance scene? Yeah, I think yeah. they do play okay. that up. Yeah. And there'll be no more taking of slaves. English man, you do not rule here. But to have peace, we must make war. This pretending to be king is okay. So <laughs> too many things in that. There's so many things seconds. to have peace. We must have war. Is that it, is this guy is trying to be like John Snow. Is, what is this John Snow impression all about? <laughs> I mean, this is not going. Is is there like now? a default go-to dramatic duck reboot voice that that actors adopt you know it's kind of like to have peace we must have war yeah i mean there's so many things wrong with that just that part i guess if i think that it it does kind of play up this idea that this is a fantasy jungle even though it's mm -hmm. based on a true story <laughs> mm -hmm. that one part but the other part just like the continual imperialistic idea yeah. that war is a way to peace is yeah just so, just so noble aren't they they're just so noble that all they want is peace for the region <laughs> that's why the british were in malaysia all they wanted was just the best for the locals Oh my gosh, your head completely disappeared. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it disturbed so, me that, greatly. So I don't yeah, yeah. That. Okay. Well, yeah. All they want is just peace for the locals. I mean, they're just so benevolent. I love it. Yes. I'm exactly. definitely not war-loving people. Definitely not. They, they, like, <laughs> they, they only fight when they have to. That's, that's the British. They will kill you all first mm -hmm. because you're not peaceful enough. <laughs> and then once you're all dead, you know. Mm -hmm. There's going to be peace, so, yeah. I mean, this this big number on the screen, 2021, is really just like jumping out at me and just mocking me. And I'm just thinking, how is this possible in 2021? Yeah, and it's also really interesting because the person in that, that I'm not sure, mm -hmm. like the person that's like, you think you're a white, the, the guy who's like, you think you're, did he say a British? can rule us or did, I already missed that part, you know, that we were just mm. showing. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm just wondering who that person is because one, he's not a native, he's not dressed like a one of the natives. Mm. Um, he's dressed in, and really like the people that we know, like Runtop and people like, I think Runtop is really the most famous one who was like a, uh, 
considered a pirate, of course, by the British Empire, or whatever, but um, really is our one of our Sarawakian heroes right now, who, <laughs> when we look back at history, yeah. one of the few people who tried to fight back. So, um, yeah, I, w- I wonder, is that guy in that trailer supposed to be him? Because <laughs> I don't think it's a good rendering. But anyway. I don't know. Um, wait, I'm just going to... Uh, okay, can we talk about this for a second? So, <laughs> so the romance plot, right? Okay, I know you need a romance plot. Um, I know every time Hollywood makes a movie about Asia or like a white person makes a movie about Asia, it has to be about uh, a romance between and uh, between you know like some white hero and an Asian woman. Okay, um, and obviously they're playing into this here. Um, let's be real for a second. Uh, James Brooke was n- looks nothing like Jonathan Rhys Meyers. This kind of paragon of like white masculinity. Um, and second of he all, kind he of was, thought he looked like Colin Firth. He looks more like Colin Firth. Yeah, yeah. he's kind <laughs> of got like very like minimal lips and kind of like a, a, a puffier face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and second of all, um, it's very, very obvious that uh, that Raja James Brooke was um, gay and into uh, teenage males. We don't, um, we don't know that for sure, right? That's sort of controversial. <laughs> no, I, I think it's not. I think, I mean, it says so in his journals. He he wrote. Did did you did you see the bit about the pudding? The poem about the pudding, where he like had twelve boys in his bed, or something like that. So he write he he writes copious amounts of like love letters about about various teenage boys of like English and of Asian ethnicity so he, yeah. I mean, he was he was one of the first um uh sex bats in, in, in <laughs> oh East Asia God. yeah you probably imagine that you have to like um yeah rule entire country colonize mm. entire country basically as you because you're a sex bat I mean that's yeah. basically his whole yeah thing it's so extreme um but yeah okay so you're right in that I'm quite convinced as well like there, mm. there are certain other things that would suggest that he is um I don't is most probably a pedophile yeah. but um at least a gay a gay person he was at least gay um, who was attracted to sort of boys between the age of 13 and, 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 and 17. So that's, by today's standards, that's kind of, that pedophile and probably by like old, like 18th century standards, he's probably a pedophile as well. Like, I mean, 13 or like, um, yeah, I think by that, by those standards. But yeah, I mean, it obviously they could have made the character gay, like, um they didn't it's kind of just like just so ironic that they had to f- frame uh frame this movie in this kind of uh white savior romance kind of asian exoticized I mean, woman yeah because trope, the original especially story as he is gay yeah it would have been so much more interesting if they showed the real person because he was mm-hmm. much more complex and mm-hmm. probably not noble at all probably some sort of narcissist uh sociopath yeah. <laughs> but um also yeah it, it is interesting that i mean he was also dealing with things like he had to, to fake a groin injury perhaps for five years right to sort of get away with um at that time you know being gay was 
illegal, I think, in the, the UK, yeah. in yeah. Great Britain. So, you know, stuff like that's a more interesting film. Like the things that he had to actually go through, plus the fact that he was kind of a abhorrent person and yet maybe mm. a victim as well. Like, you mm. know, like that would have been a way more interesting film. But no, we have the white savior who has, um, I guess this is an Indonesian actress. <laughs> I think she's from Hong Kong, actually. Oh, this, I know there's two. <laughs> yeah. There's one Indonesian oh, and there's one, one of from them, Hong yeah. Kong. So okay, I don't know I which don't know, one, yeah. I mean, is this racist of me? I don't know which one is which. But I can look that up for sure. Yeah, yeah. Should we continue? Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know if I can. <laughs> it's too much. We don't belong here. I've been living in a fantasy of my own making. This is war! This is Sparta. This is war. You <laughs> <laughs> can't run from this, James. I must love the jungle, the beauty, and the blood. I mean, I'm also ambivalent about the jungle because of the humidity and the mosquitoes, but <laughs> <sighs> no, I don't share quite as ambivalent. <laughs> the beauty and the blood. Uh, maybe yeah. if we stop killing people, there would be mm. blood. Mm. Um, <sighs> okay. So that was charming. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so there is um, sort of we're sort of looking at this in terms of like why was this made? I mean, I think, um, and who was it made by? You know, mm. because Sarak is a kind of a smaller um, Malaysia is kind of a smaller country, um, maybe in the Western uh, zeitgeist or whatever. Um, mm. So. Yeah, this is maybe our second film based. Like the first one, I what was it? Handing Nolte in it. And uh, there was also cannibalism. <laughs> like, I think he was like hung over a pot or something by our natives. Mm. Um, so this one, is this better though? Because that one was like, I think made in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And this is like 2021. And it seems to be sort of recycling some of the same tropes like if you look at the the oriental mysticism mm -hmm. this idea of like natives being supernatural and yep. like scary um and uh like a dead body in the jungle like cut up like cannibalism and mm -hmm. all sorts of things so it's um i think particularly bad because uh, this was funded, I looked it up on Wikipedia, which granted Wikipedia is not the most um, credible yeah. resource, but uh, right. Wikipedia is also something that um, a publicist for this movie would have filled out for this mm -hmm. movie. So I yep. think that it's the type of like information that they would want out there. Mm -hmm. And so this movie was partly funded by the Sarak Tourism Board and yep. the Malaysian film incentive something um 
So mm-hmm. no, that's it. Not oh, that's why it's edge of the world and not the edge of the world. <laughs> mm, uh, this one. That one, yeah. So. so yeah, so Michael Hausman, who directed it, is an um, I guess an American director who seems to not have done that many movies in the US, but he did, I think, a movie in Indonesia a few years ago. And you know, but um, if you if you scroll down, you can mm-hmm. kind of see that like who's involved in the movie. Um, um, I think in the production. There you go. Oh yeah. No, there's not very much. Maybe it's on the IMDb. Oh, so it's but, the Sound yeah. Tourism Board. Yeah. And the Brooke Heritage Trust yeah. was a technical advisor. <sighs> so um, that's kind of interesting because mm. <clears throat> I would love to have a conversation with one of the Brooke Heritage Trust people because they're descendants not of James Brooks because as mm. we said, he was... He didn't have direct descendants. Yeah. So he, um, just to recap, he he never had children and um, was not, never showed an interest in women and had uh, kind of spread the, uh, the idea that, that he was shot in the, in the groin um, for, for five years. And, and, and that was kind of his, his sort of reason uh, for not reproducing, um, which is I'm great. not getting that. <laughs> Which is what? Which is great. Yeah, um, some people don't need to reproduce. However, yeah. he had nephews. And so <laughs> his nephews were, were the, um, I think first it was John Brooke, who then got removed after two years, mm-hmm. um, who took over were mm-hmm. his successes. And then it was Charles Brooke. So Charles Brooke is probably the one where the descendants of... Mm-hmm are the ones that have this Brook Heritage Trust. The Charles Brook was not one of his um, blood relatives. He was, he was another, he was one of the, the boys that he, uh, that accompanied him from, from Really? England. I thought he yeah. was, no, so he wasn't the nephew. No, he wasn't one of the nephews. He wasn't a real nephew. He was sort of an oh. adopted son, yeah. So actually the Brook Heritage Trust descendants are not even of James Brook. No. No, he he. Um, so Charles Brooke changed like changed his name to to Brooke later. So in order to inherit the 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 kingdom or whatever you want to call it. Okay, interesting. Because mm-hmm. when you look at the Brooke Trust um, website, they uh, there the trustees are you know the grandson of like it says here Jason Brooke. The mm-hmm. grandson of Anthony Walter Darrell Brook, the last Raja Muda of Sarawak. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't; they're not necessarily descendants from James. I don't think so. Yeah, it's from what from what I could tell, I, I think um, I, I think it sounded more like um, he bestow, he had favorites, or um, he had a group of favorites, and and he kind of wanted to pass his legacy onto them. Oh, okay. Well, that's mm-hmm. kind of interesting too. So again, it's just like the real story is so much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. 
Um, so yeah, but I mean, that I think the thing is, is like once once you know that sort of James Brooke was gay or probably gay or definitely gay, whatever you want to say, um, it becomes quite difficult to sort of um, to look into history properly because a lot of things are going to be hidden, aren't they? Um, yeah. Because of, because of the times, so um, and it's doubtful that the Brooke Heritage Trust would be acknowledging of 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 any of that. So. Um, it puts yeah. the whole thing in a kind of new light. Yeah, it does. Mm. It puts it in a new light. It makes mm. the, the original story much more interesting, the true mm -hmm. story much more interesting. And also it would, I think what's interesting about that too is when we we were thinking that when the movie actually comes out, we would watch the whole movie and then do a, not, not a, not a shot by shot like this, but just like do our thoughts about it and then open up and have a wider conversation to um, like to actual Sarawakians as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so it, it would be interesting to talk to them and to see, I mean, we're also Sarawakians, but mm -hmm. <laughs> people who live there, who grew people up there, who live there yeah. and also were completely educated in that system, what they think about Raja Brooke and what mm -hmm. the, um, whether or not, what do they think about him being gay? Cause I have a feeling it, doesn't come up. <laughs> no, for sure. And right. um, so when I went to school in Sarawak briefly, I was uh, definitely under a British education system. So I went to lodge school. You went to lodge school as well. That was all a British kind of curriculum, wasn't it? Yeah, we. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been completely educated in the British system, just like international mm -hmm. British schools mm -hmm. and everything. So we really didn't learn anything about Malaysian history. I don't know if you did mm. at that time. I think I had one lesson of Malay a week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, the main thing I remember about uh, James Brooke is, yeah, like more kind of like when you go to a tourist site or something like that in Kuching, you would, they would talk about the White Raja, James Brooke, Raja Brooke and stuff like that. And also your dad was in a play. Oh yeah. And that was one. <laughs> Do you not remember what did he that? Say? Yeah, no, but I don't remember. Your dad played. Um, so, your dad, um, for people who um, don't know, it's like, you know, quite an outspoken and prominent figure. Um, he has a newspaper yeah. column, actually. Yeah, he likes Still, to speak. I mean, he's just revived it. So, he's a newspaper column in the Borneo Post, I think. <laughs> I mean, he used Amazing. to be the Borneo Post. I think it is still the Borneo Post. And he's a, he's a, he's very like social on the on the on the Sarawak social scene as well, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I remember seeing a play. Sharing, yeah. Can we sh stop sharing? Oh, let's screen. stop sharing the screen. So that I can. Um, you. Yeah. So you remember doing a? Were you in the play, or was your 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 brother? No, we weren't in the play. Your dad was in the play, and it was in the Hilton <laughs> Hilton Hotel. Okay, so that was. Are you going to cut that out? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, yeah. We're going to actually try to talk to my dad about yeah, yeah. it. Like he's mm -hmm. in Sar Sarak. He's been living. He was born there, and he's going to. He's been living there since 1989, um, mm -hmm. when we all moved back. So, I really want to hear his. He's also kind of a history buff, so he mm -hmm. has his own uh, perspective on Sarak history. I wonder mm -hmm. if he's heard of. Um, I don't. 
he's never mentioned James Brooks' uh, sexual orientation, which I think, I wonder why, like whether or not his sources have um, talked about it at all. So, mm -hmm. But he did talk about how basically this idea of the civil war was based, was just really a, a workers' rights rebellion rather than, um, yeah. So uh, it's really disturbing me that your head is being eaten. By I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just because. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so we're going to open up that conversation and have that conversation with Sarkins. Mm -hmm. And that, I think that will be really interesting and mm -hmm. helpful too, because I want to know more about how this, um, w what Malaysians think about it. Um, why, and also in terms of this sort of, going back to the Sark Tourism Board, which was one of the funders of this, um, is just the idea that the Sark Tourism Board is using um, Sarakin money, like basically it's the Sarak money, right? Mm -hmm. To fund something that's essentially demonizing their own people. Mm -hmm. And why, why is that something that's going to be like sort of unremarked upon, like mm -hmm. in Malaysia, perhaps? Like, I don't know, maybe there will be discussion around that, but also just thinking about what can the Sarak Tourism Board use their funds for? Mm -hmm. Like it can use their funds for actual Sarakins that want to make films about their experience. It doesn't have to be, you know, this huge, huge Hollywood sort of thing, but like mm -hmm. a, a genuine exploration of the Sarakin experiences would be so much more beneficial. Yeah. 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 I can just imagine the conversation and the pitch, but I'm, I'm sure like, I don't, you know, I'm just completely speculating here, but I guess like some kind of filmmaker um, with credentials in, in Hollywood and, and abroad. Uh, so this guy, Michael Hausman, was it? Is American, exactly. but lives in Australia, has worked in Indonesia as well, I believe. Um, so that's the director, um, but I don't know, but I can imagine if some Hollywood types just approached the Sarawak Tourism Board, you know, it's a very small town like Kuching. Yeah. I'm sure they would have just been really flattered and, and just, um, I mean, you know, I have a yeah. feeling from, this is my speculation, mm -hmm. <laughs> that it was probably a descendant, one of the not descendants of, mm -hmm. so someone to do with the Brook Institute, mm -hmm. probably wanting to write something about their incredible like family history, like whether or not they're direct descendants or not, it's like their yep. family of all. Mm. And so they probably had like a story that they wanted to sell. And then Rob Allen, the writer of it, probably knows this person or they work together or something okay. like that. And then I think they found these other producers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I when I talked to your dad actually about it, <laughs> he was saying that um, the Brook Institute, the they are known in, in Sarak, like mm -hmm. they do do research mm -hmm. or they're known to do research, to be interested mm -hmm. in that mm -hmm. culture. So they, they've definitely, I think, been to Sarawak. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, it's like, I would love to have a conversation with one of them and be yeah. like, how did your research yeah. and apparent care for history Mm -hmm. turn into this trailer because say the film is like way better than this trailer which is very unlikely but like 
there are just yeah. things in this trailer already that we know that the film is gonna have. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, why? You just don't think. Like, do you think, on some level, they felt somewhat like aggrieved at how badly it turned out, or am I giving them too much benefit of doubt? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't really know anything about them. But I mean, I I know what. I know what Srawak's kind of like, and I know what the like colonial influence is kind of like, and it's kind of like a, a question that you answer yourself, you know, if you're, as you're saying it, you're like, why would the Brook Institute uh, want to uh, collaborate on a film which glorified James Brook, you know, and uh, covered up his homosexuality and his sex with teenagers and young boys um, and, uh, yeah, why would they want to do that and 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 depict uh, James Brooke as, as as a benevolent, hot, um, <laughs> hyper masculine, uh, you know, brooding, dark, uh, uh, very sympathetic character? Um, I mean, it is the Brooke Institute. Why would they want to do that? Yeah, I guess. Okay, so I guess you're right. Mm -hmm. They're just part of the colonial power, and they have no interest in actual history. I mean, it depends. Who, I don't know who works there, but like, um, I mean, if they're anything like the people of our parents' generation, or even like our generation and older, like then, that then it's likely that they might not have such a big interest in in uh, in in a in a in a serious decolonization of of history. Okay. Yeah. Okay, point taken. I was being nice to them. I was ah. hoping that they would come here yes. for an interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you can cut this out if, it, if it's going to no, like... I yeah. don't think they're ever going to. Like, we'll be like, hi, so why do you think you have a white savior complex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you... Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, there's a couple of books about Sarawak and like photographic books lying around in my uh, at my dad's place. And I was reading the text next to it next to the photos and it was written by uh, some woman in the 1960s or something like that or, or 70s and and it was just so you know like just just how many times can you use the word benevolent how many times oh, yeah. You know, yeah i mean and also that's the other thing the claim of benevolence is so mm. ridiculous because mm. it i guess it again it really depends on your um the spectrum that you're talking mm. from the like the because really they're just saying he's benevolent in comparison to the east india company that's mm. like really attempted some sort of genocide essentially mm. like when they saying it was like 30 million people killed mm. yeah. so yeah so james brooks did not manage to kill um, 30 million people but he <laughs> he did he killed a lot of quote unquote pirates yeah yeah he only killed pirate pirates um, but everyone was a pirate. <laughs> everyone he killed just happened to be a pirate. Um, and he like, you know, he burned villages down. It was like... He ordered the rape of Dayak women. Yes, yeah. exactly. So uh, it's not... So even though, even in the press, they talk about him ending slavery, etc. It's like... It was just really it's just a marketing point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean really... the British ended slavery. Everybody knows the British ended slavery. They never <laughs> they never like did they start it? Well, they ended it and that's what's important. 
Yeah, exactly. They ended it <laughs> or they uh, privatized it. <laughs> That's how it goes. So, such heroes, yeah. Yes, such heroes. Um, anyway, so yeah, so that was our takedown of the trailer. Do you have anything awesome. more to say about it? I think this is like a real missed opportunity, um, especially if it was funded by the Srauk Tourism Board. Yeah. You know, like Srauk is, um, and Borneo is, you know, one of them has one of the most important and biodiverse rainforests. Um, uh, we have, uh, you know, an incredible indigenous culture and and um, and tribes who take care of the forest and and live in harmony with it and um, live sustainably. And we have so much to learn from um, from them and indigenous people who live in Borneo. And they're, they're, they're also um, undergoing a lot of challenges like deforestation of, of their lands um, is really keeping them in trouble. Um, so a movie about benevolent colonialism and headhunters was really kind of the last thing that we needed to fund, you know, like uh, right. from the Srauk side, you know, like there, there's so many projects that could have just got gotten the go ahead for better funding. Um, so shame on you, Srauk Tourism Board, and shame on you, Brooks Institute. And, yeah. uh, and shame on you, uh, Holly, Hollywood producers, but I kind of expect this stuff from, from you. Yeah. So I don't even think of them necessarily as Hollywood, you know. Right, I mean, yeah, yeah. Shame on you, Hollywood tropes. <laughs> Hollywood it, tropes. It, and also some yeah. of the producers are from Hong Kong. So yeah, also, yeah, yeah. ironically to James mm. Brooks was a mm. really racist against Chinese people. He was super racist. He hated Chinese people. It's amazing. What did he say? Wait, um, it was something like, we have horrible yellow skin. When we walk, we like flap our arms in some crazy ass way. And, um, like, and we have like horrible like like slitty eyes and things like that what, what yeah. were you saying he said something about like we look like we're, we're lumps that were fashioned out of logs fashioned out of logs and we have horrible like... yellow skin and <laughs> what else like i can't remember he just like hates everything about chinese he was incredibly yeah. racist to chinese yeah. people so shame on you chinese producers who like <laughs> glorified yes. james brooks but i mean you gotta pay the bills do you find like I think also because like we live in the UK, so mm -hmm. um, I think we get a bit more annoyed at how um, how we get portrayed and how like white people think of us because we have to those, deal with them. The, yeah, we have to deal with those <laughs> attitudes when we go to work. Like um, so, you know, like if we're portrayed as hardworking and useful and 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 kind of timid or whatever, yeah. <laughs> Or, or as um, villainous, then um, then it kind of translates to, to how people think of you at work. So, for example, if I show strength uh, or, or or any kind of aggression at work, like like um, that's not on, you know, where where that same level of aggression would be okay by um, coming from a white person. Like I think coming from an Asian person, like you either just need to be really well behaved and and really useful all the time. Um, not either, but that, that's, that's your only option. There's no either. Right. Um, so I find that I get very annoyed by these uh, movie tropes. Um, and I can just imagine sometimes um, 
in Asia that that's not as that's not necessarily as annoying like I do know I have heard a lot of voices where they are do get annoyed by the way that white people see them or the West see them but yeah but then necessarily translate into the day-to-day well I don't know because like I know at least in Singapore Mm -hmm. you know expats of a certain ethnicity are paid more than local yeah Yeah. Yeah. they actually go by ethnicity like or nationality Mm -hmm. but really ethnicity Ethnicity, so that's like something that (laughs) has a real life implication Mm -hmm. of this dehumanization of our own people Mm -hmm. and this assumption that we're so stupid i mean that Mm -hmm. i like that really comes through the whole trailer it's like Mm -hmm. these people are so stupid they can't possibly govern themselves you know you have to come in there and he's like this is war but like hello you're the only person with a cannon like yeah he asked for all this military weaponry Mm -hmm. from the british empire Mm -hmm. but no one else really had that so like who brought the war the Mm -hmm. war you know it's like this ridiculous (sighs) ridiculous idea yeah and and we would hope in 2021 that our own countries would not be complicit in these types of messaging i think it is damaging like you said maybe the average Malaysian doesn't have mm-hmm. to deal with um, necessarily racist um, tropes like every single day. Maybe at the workplace, they mm-hmm. might not necessarily yeah. have to, to mm-hmm. deal with that. But we are dealing with it, I think, in terms of, well, just like part of being in the international community. Like oh, yeah. Politically, you know, and, and how do we go forward and who are we, et cetera, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you work in some kind of international company in, in Asia and in Hong Kong or Singapore and you have, you work in a bank and your boss is this white man from England and he shouts at you all the time and like expects you to stay later than him and all this kind of rubbish. Like, I think like Singaporeans and Hong Kong people are like very used to those tropes. Yeah, so they have to deal, it, deal mm-hmm. with it like on a day-to-day basis. And then mm-hmm. like, I think on a wider level too, it just mm-hmm. sort of, um re-emphasizes this whole idea of like the the justness of imperialism and mm-hmm. we, we were we are having that sort yeah. of you know american imperialism mm-hmm. but just like sort of social political implications right um mm-hmm. so i think we are affected by that on an even bigger scale because there's yeah. so many people who might not know the history of like mm-hmm. the violent history of colonialism and granted sarak has a little bit of a it's like he was more benevolent. <laughs> oh my god! So many to... Malaysians think this, though, because I mean, because that's who wrote the history, you know, like the British wrote the history. So, um, yeah, my uh, my uncle, who's only like fifteen years older than me or something, he was he was saying, "Oh, James Brooke, no, he wasn't part of the British Empire. He was actually anti-colonialist and protected Sarawak from from being colonized by the British." And, yeah, that was a funny thing is that he often spoke up against colonization, mm-hmm. but just in terms of they should institute me because I'm a better. I'm a better <laughs> colonizer. Be better, yeah. A better colonizer. But, yeah. but he was just, but because he spoke up against it, people just take that part and sort of run, ran with that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so never mind the fact that he had no right really to be there. That's the, the main point. But anyway, 
well, that was kind of a depressing note to end on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm excited to have a conversation with other Syracans and see what they mm -hmm. think about it. And to watch, I'm not really that excited to watch the movie, but no. I feel like it should it should be done. <laughs> really? Okay. I mean... We don't have to. We can have yeah. them watch it. Like, is it, but isn't that just, aren't we just terrible to do that? Oh, give it a chance. You know, it's just a trailer. Like, you don't know what the real movie is like. The real movie could yeah. have, you know, it could have an indigenous main character. <laughs> um, could yeah, could be entirely that, from like a local person's point of view, you know. And, I didn't and, want to like, say that to you. Yeah. I mean, the one yeah. thing that people did say was like, you know, you don't know the, what the yeah. movie is like, but but I think I would say just that if you think that this trailer is going to sell the movie, like if you think that these racist racist tropes mm -hmm. would sell a movie, that's really mm -hmm. more of the concern here. It's like, why mm -hmm. would you think that? And you know, why now is the Sark Tourism Board associated with this trailer? Um, do you really think it's going to make people want to go to Sark? Maybe because <laughs> they'll just think that they'll be able to like be like a savior and like everyone will just think they're amazing maybe come because to Srawak yeah come to Srawak and you will be a hero and maybe even like be the king and maybe be the king yeah. and you know the jungle is beautiful but yeah. bloody so yeah yeah <laughs> you get both it's yeah. like a thrilling ride yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah that's good good time yeah <laughs> okay so any last thoughts um do better um and protect the rainforest and support indigenous people yes protect the rainforest support indigenous people there's like i just think we have so many fascinating stories about mm. our actual real culture yeah and what and what indigenous people are facing now as they mm. transition we're transitioning because of the rainforest being cut down and stuff so it's like it's a whole new world and we should hear the, those stories 